Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, good morning. It's us, Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, along with producer I Am Grand. To talk music. Ah. I enjoy music with Donna Valentine Yee-ha! and Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This, this, this is the beat. beat. What's your deal now? Well, I just have I have some intel before we get into the music news. I have some intel regarding Grant. Oh, so we've learned some stuff about Grant. And how long have you been working with us, Grant? How long's it been? Uh, when did I start with you guys? Sometime last, I would say, around November of last year, wasn't it? Or no? I thought it was this year. Yeah, it was this year because we had all the people were on vacation last year during Christmas. So it was right after Christmas. It was around January. Yeah. Well, what a journey it's been. Yes. And uh, at one point or another, the conversation regarding cologne has come up. We've had many conversations about cologne on the show. Should you wear any? How much should you wear? How many spritzes is too few? How many is too many? Mm -hmm. I am the too many guy. And then Grant says something that almost made my chair just shatter beneath me. I couldn't believe it when he said, yeah, I wear cologne. Like, you know, if I'm going to the holiday party or something like that, I'll do it. <laughs> like, like it's just sitting there for 364 days. And he's like, no, this is a fancy event. Yep. Don says to me yesterday, hey, I've been smelling cologne on Grant. She said, I can smell it in the prep room. When I go into the prep room after he comes out, there's, there's still a waft of him. <laughs> if he steps in here... I will smell it. And I said, well, this is a development because as far as I knew, I didn't even know that he had any cologne. So Grant, anything you'd care to share with the room? I uh, did pick up a very small bottle of the, I think it's called Aqua de Gio. You got Aqua de Gio. De Gio? Yeah, there we go. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. The number one seller in the world for many, many years. Yes. That's what I want. It's with. what I wear. Really? Yes. That's what I picked up. A small all right. Hang one. on a second. Hang on. Stay right there. Tell Donna all these things. Donna, this is fun, huh? We got the beat coming up, right? Mm, mm-hmm. Couple cool things. Out Here we go. Steve's got it. Okay, so I just just so I can show you. There you go. That's this it. is it. Now I got the six point seven ounce bottle at Nordstrom, mm-hmm. and it's a. Uh, I mean, oh Lord in heaven, just got a spritz right now. <laughs> it smells so good. How many sprays have you been doing? I do uh, one on the wrist nice. and then one on the neck. That's it. Very just small. You were a little deep on that push there. No, no, no! You fully. I wanna. I wanna look dewy after I put, put cologne on. I tell you to go to both pulse points behind each of your ears. And and, and uh, gentlemen, this is for you, ladies. This is for you with eau de parfum. Um, you get it. Let's hit the pulse points right behind our ear and our wrist. I would also say spray the shirt once. Okay. I would also say spray the hair once i like a that's three on my skin four five on my shirt and then maybe a six in my hair and if i'm feeling crazy i'll do one more dead center in my neck okay and you know what i am a walking blessing for people if you're downwind of me you're welcome (laughs) it's not bad it is not bad donna what's your problem do you two want to get a room i'm just saying (laughs) it would be nice if as a show 
all of us made some level of commitment to smelling better. I spritz every morning. Not before enough. I ha- Steve, nobody wants to smell somebody coming to... People have allergies. People get headaches. Oh, whatever, Karen. People well, then have go sensitivities. Tell HR. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, right. I like it. Yell at me I'm with you. I'd rather smell a lot like that, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be offensive to people. I just feel like I, I don't smell you, Donna. No, I haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah, like a year. Okay, er- cool it. They're up, but here's the thing. Just spray a couple. Like, I'm going to be coming back to the studio soon. I don't want to put it on my wrist because my dog tends to lick that area. Mm. So I do it on my neck and I do it on my elbow pit. Don't put it in the inside (laughs) of the And then I did put it on my actual clothes. It's not my weenus, it's my underside of the weenus. Yeah, the inside. You got to hit that pulse point. If the dog's going to lick it, let him lick it. What do you think it's going to hurt him? He'll lick it later in the day. You'll spritz it on your way out the all door, right. and you'll be blessing everybody all throughout the day. By the way, I'm fully aware that the majority of people hate how much cologne I wear. That's okay. Smell me from a mile away. You just keep fighting back. Do what you got to do. Hey, guys, promise to spritz my dead body when it's in the coffin. I will, 100%. Okay. When you come by and pay your respects, just give me one spritz. On the pulses, shirt, neck, hair. Wow, the pulses will be gone. Okay, then we'll just, uh, yeah. How about Dan Warwick, huh? No? Yeah, how about that, huh? <laughs> Speaking of dead. No, she's alive. <laughs> she's alive. Yes. She's alive. She is alive, but she people have started a rumor that she was dead, and she is here to tell you that is not a fact, Jack. I am alive and kicking. Now, this is the second time it ever made me dead, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is not very nice. I didn't die, as you can see. I am totally alive. But thank you for caring enough to have sorrow for me. (laughs) (laughs) Worry not, Dionne Warwick is definitely alive. How old is Dionne Warwick now? Is she like 84? She's still young. Yeah. This is what we all say as we get older. (laughs) I know, it's right. It's true. It's like, oh, she was 99. I remember oh, reading that's the, so young. I was 80. reading the obituaries. I was probably nine years old at my grandma's house. And I said, oh, this person died. He was 37. And she said, oh, my gosh, that is so young. And I was thinking, I don't know. Sounds like a long life to me. At nine. You know, you're like, it's pretty good. She's only 80. 80. Yeah, 80. That's 80. it. Sounded a little. You know, would you, let me ask you older, this. Yeah. Would you like to... Have an internet hoax go out about your death because, to her point, she said it was nice to see everybody's grief and condolences. Would you like to hear what people have to say while you're still here? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. And yeah. I don't want people looking at me either. Oh, I don't want to be, be like, yeah, I don't, I think I'm just going <laughs> to. Ashes to ashes, baby. Remember when Ross had his own funeral to see who showed up? And then... No! <laughs> I don't remember that. that. episode, yeah, because him and Chandler great. got into a battle because Chandler said that he was gay, and so then Ross and then or Ross said that Chandler was gay, so then Ross said he was dead and came back and forth. He had his own funeral. Nobody showed up, and he freaked out. It was kind of funny. What, are you just watching this show now? I watch Friends all a the lot. time. You I do? just told okay. my wife, I said, we got to get back into Friends. It is guaranteed laugh out loud every single episode. 
Every episode. Okay. And it feels cozy. Yeah, it's my cozy night show that I just put on at night to fall asleep to. It's a little chuggy, though, isn't it? A little bit. Okay. We think it might be chuggy. We got to go. All right. uh, when we come back, Steve brings us food news. Uh, the internet is upset with a spaghetti hack. They think maybe it's just they've we've jumped the shark with these weird, dumb hacks when it comes to our food. And also an idea from Pizza Hut out of Japan that I think in this case makes for a really terrible pizza, but it could create some new ideas moving forward. I'll tell you what they're doing that I think is really smart. Maybe more companies should do this. When we come back, some food news next on Don and Steve on My Talk. Hey, we got to say a quick thanks to Chill Boys for sponsoring this podcast. And for keeping my groin comfortable. I love Chill Boys. I love their boxer briefs. They are the most comfortable pair of boxer briefs that I've ever slid on Uh. to my body. No, I slide them on. Uh. You know why I slide them on? Because as they come up over my extremely well-developed thighs, I feel the cooling sensation. You feel it immediately. <laughs> Donna, you do. You have felt it too. Yeah, they're kind of they're made for guys, but you've tried them on. You know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, women like them too. I like to wear them around the house. They are absolutely the most comfortable pair of underwear that I have ever worn. That's because they source the best high-performance and eco-friendly fabrics that the guys behind Chill Boys could find. Yeah, you know what that fabric is? It's bamboo. You're putting bamboo on your legs. You think it's going to be noisy and clank around like panda food, but it's not. It's very comfortable. I'm telling you, it's the most comfortable undies you'll ever wear. Bamboo material has natural antibacterial properties, so it'll keep you free from odor. It'll keep you cool down there. That's all I'm going to say about that. Get 15% off your first purchase at chillboys.com. Use the promo code MYTALK. Chill Boys, comfort where it counts. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on MYTALK 1071. Everything entertainment and this too. Welcome to Donna and Steve's. Can I interest you in some food news today? Yummy! (laughs) Boy, there's been a lot of food news lately. It's always there if you look for it. (laughs) It's not like food season right now or anything. Uh, Pizza Hut Japan has a limited edition pizza topped with ice cream and maple syrup. I like that part. Which, the maple syrup? The ice cream and the maple syrup in a bowl. Uh, by itself. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've never done that. Can oh, we do that? Yeah, that's really good. Have people done that? I have. Yeah. Really? Hmm. What about honey? I guess you could put honey on vanilla sure. ice cream. Sure. Oh, a little chocolate in I there? I think when you have like a walnut sundae, they use maple syrup. You think so? Mm-hmm. DQ yeah. used to have walnut sundaes. Hmm. Walnut syrup. Vanilla ice cream. Bye. I got this from one of my go-to news sites, Sora News 24 out of mm, Japan. Yeah, they're a big fan. Uh, so the name of the pizza from Pizza Hut is called Enchanting Maple Vanilla Ice Cream Pizza, which is a cheese pizza, no tomato-based sauce, oh. topped with maple syrup and vanilla ice cream. The idea, and here's what I think they might be doing right, even though the pizza I think sounds disgusting, here's what I think they might be doing right at Pizza Hut in Japan. This idea was cooked up at an annual pizza recipe contest that Pizza Hut Japan employees across Japan participate in. The recipe originates from Chiba Prefecture city of Kamatori. Came out as the winner. I think that this is interesting because what you do in the food world, you should always have your chefs doing this, maybe quarterly. We do a contest. 
whoever gets the winning menu item, whoever creates it, you get a $1,000 bonus. And it, you get them thinking. No one would ever think of vanilla ice cream and maple syrup on a pizza. Wouldn't come up at a normal board meeting. It's got to be within the confines of a contest, which is where we stretch our thinking. And then you give them a little something. It's great for Pizza Hut in Japan, because if you're not normally going in for their cheese pizza, you might swing by for this just to try it. It's sticky on social media. It's a fun picture to throw around. Have you seen this? Would you try this? Get you talking. And then subliminally, we are all creatures controlled subliminally. You're like, you know what? It's been a while since we've had Pizza Hut. Yeah. You think they still have the stuffed crust? Let's go there. Huh. Are you a deep dish guy or a regular? Yeah, I don't Let like me, deep dish. Deep dish. They need to just not. Don't call it pizza. That's nasty. It's not pizza. No. It's like a. Don't it's not. like a cake of pasta. <laughs> it's very deep. I don't want to use my fork ever with a pizza. <laughs> no, I just. So wanna... you're anti-stuffed crust. I'm not anti-stuffed crust, but I wouldn't use a fork for stuff. You use a fork and a knife when you eat pizza. I was with you one of the last times you ate pizza. <laughs> I took pictures because I felt it my duty as a former fake journalist. I was like, I have to document this. Okay, it's only because of the specific, very specific type of pizza it was. It was large. It was a lot. Okay. <laughs> Your hands. It's not like you were, and I'm Judy, and had little tiny baby doll hands. <laughs> yeah, you got two hands. You can take that crust in the back. There's always the- a fork and a knife for it. Every pizza party, and you're like, hey, dweeb. I think there's something savage about just shoving something in your mouth <laughs> no. that I don't want to do in public. You don't like eating meat off the bone either, huh? No. Like a wings? Never. Oh, just. Oh. I just feel like a, a hog in front of other people. It's just. <laughs> Like on a date, would you ever? Sure, uh, ever. But I mean, like not first, the first date, date. No, first dates you have to be strategic in the food. That's not your time to say uh, French onion soup, please. <laughs> right. Because that's an activity. You have your desk mate is help. You know, pull, tug on it, and I'm going to pull my mouth back this way. It's connected. The I used whole to time. find it offensive when someone would order something with onions. I'd be like, rude. Oh, what? I think that is so passe. It is now. The yeah, onion it's thing. I don't even think that onions really mess with your breath that much. They, they probably do. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I stopped chewing gum to enhance my breath a decade ago. <laughs> and just don't give AD. Me too. Me too. Very few people. I think of how many people's breath... You have smelled. And now that we live in the social distancing era, people aren't going to be getting breath close to you anymore. There's always a coffee guy at your office, you know. (laughs) But You're right. I don't know. The coffee cig guy. Oh, that combination. That combo is killer. Oh, good. Yeah. They don't don't know. They don't know what this is. It's like you and your cologne. You have no idea. No, but mine is a blessing. Mine is like, wow, maybe we have one too many flowers in here. The other one is, can can someone go close the dumpster? (laughs) 
I'm not going to walk around like I am the offender here. Okay, I, this fine. reminds me of, now you got me irritated. We'll talk about the TikTok hack in a moment. <laughs> okay, fine. There was a time that, uh, oh goodness, Elizabeth Reese opened some wicked concoction of some organic fermented garbage. Oh. <laughs> and she, Yeah, and she microwaved it, and then it tore up the whole office. And then I brought out cologne. It smelled terrible. So then I, I think it was Mikey Marcotte and I, our former producer, we brought out cologne and spritzed a couple times. And then they got all upset with us because, oh, don't spray that. No, that is too much. When they were the ones who opened the dumpster. So then, yeah, I sprayed a little Glade over top of it. And now the Glade guy is in trouble instead of the person who tried to reheat a dumpster. Okay. We worked through it. We're fine. Good. Did you see the TikTok hack of, it's called the ultimate spaghetti hack, where essentially you throw your pasta down on your countertop, you throw your meatballs down on the countertop, and then you just pour like two tubs of Prego right over top of it, fold it all in together, and then family style, a buca de bebo, you're just eating it right off your counter, serving it off the counter. You guys want some spaghetti? Come over here to my counter. Weird. Would you? <laughs> it's like I, a crawfish just, broil, boil. Yes. Oh, yeah. Dump yeah, it on yeah. the table. Just eat, go to town. But with pasta. Yes. In the internet is really not what people, people don't like this. They think TikTok has jumped the shark with their recipe hacks. One Twitter user says, I sure as hell didn't survive a pandemic just to risk it all for prego sauce on someone's <laughs> nasty butt counter. We'll call it. Yeah, like, what's the harm in putting it in a bowl? People are also mentioning, isn't that going to stain your countertop? Then I see another article outraged about this ultimate spaghetti hack video saying, this is fake. These people who do it are just these influencers who don't really eat this stuff. They're not going to make it. And they even spotted that they had laid down some protective white barrier over oh. top of the countertop wax paper or something sure. meanwhile the rest of us are going to be staining our countertop with two tubs of prego just to say <laughs> we did something i don't like it you want to play a game then okay <laughs> 651-641-1071 that's the number you can call and you can play right now it's the college of pop culture knowledge we'll all find out the topic together after the break but call now and then you can bet on me or donna if you bet right win a prize it's next Warm weather is finally here. It's summertime and the perfect time to join the Y. The Y has outdoor pools and splash decks at locations throughout the area for fun days with family and friends. And here's the best part. If you join by May 13th, you'll get $5 enrollment and 25% off dues for the whole summer. Swim on over to ymcanorth.org and join today. Good morning. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Let's play a game. It's time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, I am Grant. I want to see how smart you are. Well, let's see how smart Donna and Steve are and Nick from Woodbury. Nick is with us today to see who he wants to play with and try to win himself a My Talk t-shirt. Nick, how you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Oh, Nick. Hey, what's up? It's Steve. Already pumped about the partnership and the bond that you and I are about to develop, man. It's going to be great. <laughs> 
Well, there's a little bit of an assumption. Nick, do you want to play with Steve or Donna? And our topic today is Women of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Women of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We found a bunch of news yesterday about who will be inducted, so I figured we'd roll with that and go down that alley. Who do you want to play with, Nick, Donna, or Steve? Uh, Definitely Donna. (laughs) (laughs) Nick, you're my boy. Bye, Steve. What the heck happened there, man? (laughs) Hey, Nick. Hello. All right. I'm All right, out of bye, here. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> He's even laughing. All right, Nick. All right, so we're going to go on. through these questions with Donna. We'll come back to you and see if you can help her out in any way. All right, bud? Perfect. All right. Hold on for us. Donna, you ready to go? Yes, sir. All right. Who was the first woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1987? I want to say Whitney Houston, but I think it might be Aretha Franklin. Franklin. The iconic Motown female group was inducted by Little Richard in, 1990, in 1988 as part of the third class to be inducted. Who was this Motown female group? The Supremes. This psychedelic rock star who died of a heroin overdose in 1970 was inducted by Melissa Etheridge in 1995. Was inducted by Melissa? Uh, D- David, oh, he died? This psychedelic rock star. Frank Zappa. And remember, the topic is women of the Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame. So we'll see if Nick... Janice <laughs> Joplin. Okay. There, uh, you got, is that your guess? Yes, but do you want Nick to... Nick, Nick do you have any uh, objections to Donna's... No, I say Janice Joplin. Janice Joplin. And then you said your first one was Aretha Franklin, correct? You, that was your final? Correct, Aretha Franklin? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Got it. All uh, right. I don't think it's right, but... Nick, did fine. you want to change any of her answers? She went with Aretha Franklin, the Supremes, and Janice Joplin. I am good. I trust Donna explicitly. Oh, God, Nick, don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love how you're going to trust her after the last one she gave me. And no. <laughs> Give me a <laughs> she's, she's got it covered. Okay. All right, come on, Steve. Let's get Steve back here. All right, come on. Come on, buddy. Come on. Steve is all hurt. His ego's worse because he thinks everyone likes him. <laughs> Donna, I heard the last part. Um, I'm just kidding, Steve. Come listen, on. I don't know what in the heck was going on there. There was a lot of laughter. Yeah, Because well, I'm an idiot. Yeah. We'll laugh. <laughs> We'll explain afterwards just for fun. All right, Steve, you ready to go? Let's do it, man. Who was the first woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1987? Aretha Franklin. This iconic Motown female group was inducted by Little Richard in 1998 as part of the third class to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Who was this group? Uh, The Supremes. The psychedelic rock star who died of a heroin overdose in 1970 was inducted by Melissa Etheridge in 1995. Who is this rock star? Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. Um, Janis Joplin. I said Frank Zappa. <laughs> and then I said Donna, women of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, and you yeah. did it as well. Wow. So. Well, all well, of you our hear, answers are the same. Yes. You hear psychedelic and... Yes, yes. All right. psychedelic rock. So you are both correct, actually. The Rita Franklin was the first woman inducted into Hall of Fame in 1987. Okay. The Supremes were inducted in 1998 by Little Richard as part of the third class to be inducted. And lastly, Buddha, Buddha. 
Janis Joplin was, in fact, the the female of the that was inducted in 1995 by Melissa Etheridge. Oh no, Nick! So you guys are tied going to this last one, Nick. That means you are a part of this, Nick. If you know the answer, say your name. Donna, you know how this works. Steve, you know how this works. Let's go, guys! Yeah. It's going to be a trick question. It's a game of chicken. This is always a game of chicken. Who has the wherewithal to wait for the key clue to give the right answer? All right, here we go. This year's class has two women who will be inducted into the Hall of Fame for a second time. Tina Turner and Carol King. Who was the first woman to be inducted twice into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Oh, crap. Okay, hang on a second. Okay. 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 Um, Donna. Um, Donna. 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 Diana Ross. Ah! Nick, who do you got? Stevie Nicks. Oh, yes. Yes, wow. Nick! Wow. Nice job, Nick. That was yes. great. Good, good job. job, Nick. Good job, Nick. Mine was a great guess, too, Nick. Very good. <laughs> I was going to come up with something. Who? Yeah. Along with Jimi Hendrix and Frank Zappa. <laughs> <laughs> details, details, Minor. Nick, okay? Oh, Nick, we did it. Nice job, Thank Nick. You. Good teamwork. Which now makes it 50 to 39. Yeah! Closing that gap, Donna. Good Close job. Close that gap. Close that gap. Oh, Close gosh. that gap. Uh, Nick, what's next on your agenda today? Back to work. Back to work. What do you do for a living? I work uh, in healthcare. Nice. Oh, nice job. man. I'm Thank just you. asking him questions. Thank you, Nick. Seems a little Very sus, as the kids say. Thank you, Nick. For All right, Nick, we got a My Talk t-shirt for you. Stay on hold for us, okay? Awesome. Thank you. That was good. Good job. That was a good uh, topic. Thank that was you. a good topic. Only because we got them all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be like, you suck, man. It's true. Like this we did with worst. Rocco yesterday yeah. for the Millennial X Games. I <laughs> like, mean, no two weeks in a right. row, though, we're like... I know. Really? Those were really hard. Yeah. We need... He's too smart for our We own need, good. like, who's Mickey Mouse's girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> Non-committal, yeah. Why hasn't Mickey gotten married? Oh, no, man. Okay. All right, I got a tip for you. Oh, nice. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show is getting tipsy. Bam, 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 bam. Okay, so... If mm. I told you drinking this makes you run faster, let's say you're getting ready for the big the big race, the marathon, the half marathon, what would you think that you should chug down before your next race? Gatorade. That's what I would think. The thirst quencher. The yeah. sugar bomb that they market as electrolytes, but it's actually just sugar. Is it Why really, not? Steve? Oh, my gosh. It's tons of sugar. What about that's the zero, Gatorade Zero? Well, no, that one doesn't have sugar. That's fake sugar. Yeah, that just has the chemicals. Okay. Um, but, yeah, the Gatorade, it's like, just have a Kool-Aid, man. And then you'll be like the Kool-Aid guy, barrel right through that wall. Yeah. Stick him up. Um, no, there was a very random new study out of uh, the UK at some university that found that drinking something that looks pink... And tastes pink, whatever that means, mm-hmm. makes people run 4% faster and farther. How is this real? Even though they said further, which is the improper use of that word. Nice. Thank you. Whoop, whoop. Is a grandma police. Whoop, whoop. Uh, they say adding pink to an artificially sweetened solution not only enhanced 
the perception of sweetness, but also enhanced mm. feelings of pleasure, self-selected running speed, and distance covered. You believe that? I don't know if I believe that. Even if it is true, why did they do a study on that? Because they had a grant that they had to use, and they didn't know what else to do. So someone like, said, let's just do something with pink. When you need to hit the budget by the end of the year, or else they're going to decrease your budget next year? Yep. Okay. They're like, all right, let's just, let's do this. Carl, yeah. what are you thinking? Oh, sorry. Carl's been dead for four years. Damn it, Carl. Anyway, um, when's the last time you went for a run? You just put on the old leg warmers and said, guys, I got to jog it out. I don't run. You know, (laughs) when I take the dog for a walk, like around the lake, I'll, you know, I'll jog a little bit for like two minutes and then I'll walk for five then I'll jog a little bit for two minutes. Then I'll. I don't consider that going for a run. I don't like to run. I'd love to, to see you run. I run very stupidly. <laughs> <laughs> Are I you look like Phoebe really and Friends. I don't know. It... What, I, why is everyone referencing Friends? Because we be choogy and we proud. We it's Phoebe has a very arms flailing, horrifying run. You know, most of us as adults never see our fellow adults run. I got a bunch of neighbors. I don't know what any of them run like. Don't, so you're saying you never catch them running? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but I think most of them probably don't run oh. outside. We just don't run much. No one's running. I see people running all the time. Yeah, but not my people. We're not running. <laughs> and you, so you just don't know what your adult friends look like when they run. As a kid, you could, you could put a bag over someone's head and show your child someone's body, and they'd be like, that's Barry. It's Barry's run. You see oh, each other. You're running all the time. Everything is, I can't get there fast enough. I'm a kid. I never then, really thought about that. Like, I've never seen Grant run. I've never seen you run. I mean, <laughs> do you want to see Amy Daniels break out into whatever she defines as a sprint? No. <laughs> That'd be you tough know, you sound like to see. my old co-host Marley now. She had this, like, crazy thing where she'd be like, I can't believe I haven't seen you naked yet. <laughs> and I'd be like... Under, Mine is very different, yes, by the way. Yes, not HR related either. I don't want to be left into that. what conditions would I be naked in front of you? Well, she played hockey. They're in locker rooms, you True. know, yeah. stripping down. But she I was, mean, she referenced that quite a bit. And I'm like, why, why would I be naked in front of you? She's like, well, we've like roomed together. I'm like, I'm still not going to be naked in front of you. That's so weird. Here's a sight for you. Me being a wrestling coach. Think about that. That's weird. And I was a wrestling coach for six years, guys. Wow. Oh, really? High school wrestling and Recently? youth wrestling. Uh, last time I did it was 2012. It was my last year. So no, huh. not in the last 10 years. Oh, it was like a full-time job. But man, yeah, not fun. You do that for free? Uh, I did for all those years. Yeah, it wow. was all free. Yeah, because my, um, my sister coaches softball in high school. And sometimes it's paid. Like they give you a little extra, I think, I, in your salary, and sometimes it's you're just doing it. The head coach usually gets something, and then the, at the end of the year, the parents would take care of us, give us a nice little gift card, because assistant coaches don't make anything, anything. So, no. Yeah, my brother-in-law asked me last week, he said, hey, do you want to coach football next year, like flag football for our two kids? Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll do it. How it's do you fun, know Steve. what to do, though? How do you yeah. know? Like, all right, run, run to the end zone. Yeah, yeah they'll like, be guys, nine. It's just like that, run fast. Yeah, when they're that young, it's just getting them coordinated, keeping them on their feet. It's okay. not much... 
not much other than that. The high school level is a whole nother level. But yeah, gotcha. All, All right, drink let's... something pink before you go for a run. <laughs> uh, right. When we come back, there is news about a big popular show on NBC that is going bye-bye. We're not talking about Ellen, a different show that is calling it quits after next season. A beloved show, yeah. Yeah. You really added the right panache. Our Facebook question today is, what show do you think ended too soon? So we'll dig into those responses as well and reveal the one that's going bye-bye next on My Talk. All right. Got bad news for fans of This Is Us. Welcome back to the Donna and Steve show, by the way. Um, They were going to end. They're going to call it quits. Say goodnight. I stopped watching it quite a while ago, but I always planned on going back Mm -hmm. and finishing. I I think I made it through two and a half seasons, maybe three seasons. Mm -hmm. Me too. Yeah. I mean, great show. Great for network television. And really well, well woven together stories as they time hop and they just keep unraveling a new thing. I heard there was an episode earlier this season that... I heard multiple people saying they couldn't believe how perfectly orchestrated it oh, was. Oh, wow. How they just bounced back and forth and made all these things come in and tie together. But I, too, have only ever watched it peripherally and have missed the majority of it. Well, but the, I kind of know what's going on. And the way that they play with time, like you've mm-hmm. mentioned, how they, they balance from present to future to past has become very trendy now Mm -hmm. in a lot of these um netflix shows their their storytelling just is doing a lot of the same stuff that this is us does but um yeah they're going to end i believe after the next season what's cool about the time hoppy thing that this is us has perfected is you can get the drama of killing a character off without having to lose that fan favorite character exactly exactly so they get to still be a part of the show which is great so this leads us to our facebook question today what is a show that ended too soon listen so many that make me so mad 111 comments on facebook people are clamoring big one okay well let's go around the room first let's start with you d-bone um i have three okay um smash which was a great TV series. Yes. Uh, it was even up for a Golden Globe for Best Television Series. It had Deborah Messing, yes. Catherine McPhee, mm-hmm. Leslie Odom Jr. was in this, Megan Hilty, Angelica Houston. Yes. It was so good. And it was about a, um, a, a New York City theater company that was creating a new Broadway musical that they were trying to get off the ground. And it was so well done. And it was like subject matter that has never been really tackled on mm-hmm. network TV before. So it was really mad. It only lasted two seasons. Yeah, we liked that too. That was a bummer. Really? That yeah, it was mm-hmm. so good. Um, also Glow and Smilf. Both Glo- after three seasons did they go away? Did Glow make it to season three? I think, yes, I believe so. And then the pandemic hit and they just decided to mm-hmm. just ki- kill it, which really made me mad. Because that was, that was one of those shows that you don't, it's an unexpected joy. Like you don't think you're going to like it. And then you watch it and you're like, well, now I'm, you know, yeah, invested in these characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just, you know, and Mark Marin, love. Oh, you love Mark Marin. I love him. How about you guys? Um, I would, too, come to mind 
One, I know that you jive with this one as well, Donna, Pushing Daisies on ABC. Haven't we talked about that? No, I have a friend who loved that show. I never watched it. Well, let's get her on the horn. I really liked that show. It was great. And it was about this guy who, if ever he touched someone, a dead person, it would bring them back to life. There's a woman who, or a young young woman in in the show that I thought was really adorable. Who yeah, am I it was thinking his, of? It was his love interest, I think, in the show. And the, so the catch was this lead character could not touch, or no, he could not touch the woman that he loved. Oh. They could never touch. They could never kiss. So you had that tension. But what he could do was he had this crazy power that they could be trying to solve a murder mystery. He worked with a detective and then they would tap on the person. He would touch the dead person on the table and then they would say, oh my gosh, he did that. I didn't even know it was coming, but it was, and then they, they would reveal and give the clue that was needed, oh, but then I they see. could only stay alive for a certain amount of time. And then they went back to dead. And you've got some theater people in this one too. Kristen Chenoweth, Kristen Chenoweth Lucy was Kurtz. In this? Yeah. Who was the na- who was the lead guy? Who am I thinking of? Uh, Lee Pace. Yes, Lee Pace. He was really great. Cute. It only, only was on for three seasons. Then they came out with a comic book spinoff to sort of wrap up the loose ends. Um, it may have been two seasons. There was another show called Raising the Bar. This is a deep cut. Almost no one will jibe with this. I don't remember this. It was on TNT, and Mark Paul Gossler was in it. Now he ended up being in another legal show, copy show. That was like not Turner and Hooch, but something in. Oh, and, I know, but it was the guy from uh, from Saved by the Bell and the movie Road Trip, where the two show. God, uh, I'll figure it out. Is I it know. a Franco? One of the Franco? Frankie and Bash, Franklin and Bash, Franklin and Bash. That, that was a good was, show. I like that, that. But see, the show that preceded it that didn't aim for any laughs at all was called Raising the Bar, and Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell, Mark Paul Gossler, played a public defender, and it was great. I love that show. And then boom, up in smoke. After two oh, seasons. Man. Grant, how about you? Uh, three quick shows, because we know we got to get to the people. Uh, Heroes from back in the day. It was oh, yeah. a, it was a, it fell victim to the writer's strike. Was it mm. Now, I think, would do fantastic with how much people are obsessed with you know the Marvel, DC, Hugh thing. Uh, the Punisher on Netflix was a victim of Marvel being sold to Disney, but I think it's going to be revived. That show was fantastic. And the one that was on Netflix that I really liked was called Sense8. And it was about eight different characters who were all born by the same woman, but they shared like a mental and physical senses together. So like one would feel what the other, they were living all over the world and they would feel what one would oh, feel and be in the place. Of, I mean, it was and it, it involved all kinds of races, uh, people of different sexuality, you know, uh, you know, I you know, never even heard of and this. So people who were you know heterosexual then put into homosexual relationships. It was such an opening great show that ended tragically it was called sensate on netflix and they did do a finish up episode to tie it up though which was really nice sensate at least if they do that if it gets canceled too soon they're like wait just let us do like an hour special where we can it was it was nice sensate i guarantee you people will not this it's a good show okay that ended too early good to know so we go to facebook now army wives oh i remember that trisha yearwood was on that show yeah um Tina says, Grand Hotel. It was so, 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 so good. TV execs really need to consult with me before they make such decisions. Huh. Never heard of Grand Hotel. I I don't... Is that like from the 80s? I don't know. Somebody else does a throwback one. Um, John says, this is probably going to show my age, but I submit Police Squad. 
It was from the guys who did Airplane, the Airplane movies. Hilarious oh, yeah, show yeah, and yeah. way before its time. Yep. Terry says Northern Exposure. Oh. That was a good one. That's a deep cut. Uh, Sheets Creek, says Tara. Mm-hmm. Quantum Leap. Freaks, freaks and, and Geeks. geeks. Yeah. Yeah. That Freaks and Geeks was good. Yes. Away. I thought Northern Exposure was on for a while. It was. It Maybe was. they just loved it that much that they just wanted it to come back. Somebody else said Pushing Daisies. Veronica um, Mars, Firefly. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Eureka and Jericho. Judging Amy. Uh, the Santa Clarita Diet. That, I watched one episode and I was like, what in the holy bleep is this? It wasn't bad. I liked it. I didn't like the eating of other people. Yeah, that That's was Grant's thing. <laughs> That's, yeah, if you didn't know, I, I'm a yeah, cannibal. He's yeah. got an oh army vibe to him. <laughs> um, how about this? Abby says this one. I would agree with this. Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. That was good. And it only lasted one season. Matthew Perry was in it. So the good. redhead guy from West Wing was in it. But 30 Rock came out at the same time and people opted for comedy instead of drama. I know, and that bummed me out because I never got into 30 Rock. Oh, well. What do you do? All right, uh, Grant is going to have a dirt alert when we come right back. And then NBC is bringing something back, talking about TV. Uh, We'll tell you what when we come right back on my talk.